Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. 60% of people are suffering from a chronic disease today. There are five main sources in our home that are contributing to those chronic diseases. And most people have no idea that they're using materials within their homes that are actually making them sick. What if you could clean your home safely? You could have easy to make recipes with items you already have, and you could make a few small changes to get yourself on that path to wellness. In my course, I'll show you how to detox each and every room of your house and create a healthy home environment. Hey, 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 everybody. It's Amy Carlson, the Toxin Terminator. We are so glad you are joining us. You know each and every podcast is brought to you by Christian Mix 106, bringing Jesus to people each and every day. Go to christianmix106.com to listen live stream. My guest today, I cannot wait for you guys to hear him. Tommy Markov, what a pleasure to have you in here today. I want to give you guys a little bit of background for Tommy. He is a functional nutrition coach and a health educator. He utilizes an individualized approach with each of his clients to optimize their health and live a happier life. Tommy's clients seek him out for issues ranging from weight loss, gut health and digestive issues, whole body detoxification. You know, we're all about that. <laughs> Chronic disease management. I would really like us to get to a place in this country where we didn't even have to talk about the word chronic disease, um, where he uh, specializes in intermittent fasting, improving stress resilience. Boy, we're headed into the holidays. We can mm -hmm. use some of that. Right. Uncomplicating relationships with, with food, healthy aging and disease prevention. Despite his own personal struggles, or, or perhaps because of them, Tommy is able to live a healthy, fulfilled, and regret-free life making a living doing what he is most passionate about. Now at the age of 45 and finding himself in better health and shape than when he was in his 30s, Tommy knows a thing or two about perseverance and overcoming setbacks. He joins us on our show today to tell us a bit about his journey and how he is partnering with others in achieving their health and wellness goals. Tommy, I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on. Uh, Amy, so much. Thank you for having me on. I'm so blessed to be on. Yeah, absolutely. You I know, to talk all things health and detox. <laughs> There's so much that we are really going to dive into um, today. Number one, I want to make sure that we're getting to know, you know, I have been in doing this for better than a year now, and almost every single person that's in our space has had their own personal journey. Um, you, they've overcome huge obstacles. And it's just really lit a fire underneath of them to be able to go out and share with others. And I'm, I'm understanding that, that you've got one of those stories as well. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, I, um, I, I had my health. I, until I didn't have it, um, you know, we kind of take it for granted a series of, um, sports related injuries, accidents, and, 
I guess genetics and environmental influences and you know lifestyle factors just mm-hmm. kind of led me to have a lot of arthritic issues, uh, multiple knee surgeries, uh, injuries over and over. Uh, I have two knee replacements at 45, which is like wow, kind of unheard of. Yeah, and uh, I deal with a lot of back issues. So I deal with chronic pain on a daily basis. And um, so I was always that fit person. I was, whether I was eating well and I was fit, I worked out, I enjoyed it. I swam, I, I did everything. Then trouble happened. Then my knees got wrecked. I had knee surgery. And I kind of just found myself succumbing to that. Poor me, just, you know, I can't go to the gym. I can't be that health and fitness guy now, you know. So that really affected me. That really messed with my mind. Yeah. And, you know, you let one habit go. It's like a it's like a chain reaction sometimes. The eating kind of followed. And, you know, why bother eating? You're not going to the gym. When in essence, that's really when I should be honing in on my eating because I can't go to the gym. But I adopted that mindset of who, you know, who really just cares. And I was, you know, after a lot of different surgeries, I was on a lot of different pain medications, um, other types of medications. And what eventually just led to out of control eating, um, mm-hmm. inability to really move. Like what I knew of, of exercise was no, all that was stripped from me. Mm-hmm. So I was just forced. I, you know, one day I just, I, looked at myself and I'm like, I'm 308 pounds. Wow. It's 308 pounds. So I'm six, four. So for part of me can say, okay, you know, you carry that well, but 308 pounds is still 308 pounds. I tell you, when I tell you, I could not see my toes and other parts, I, I could not see them. Wow. And I, 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 you know, I, I grew up with a six pack. It was another thing that messed with me. There was a lot of body shaming going on. Oh, that was something that was new to me. That was something that I just kind of subconsciously thought that's something that women deal with. Mm-hmm. But I myself, uh, I found myself avoiding intimacy situations. I found myself avoiding going to the beach and taking my shirt off. Mm-hmm. I was uncomfortable with the lights on really bright and like, you know, certain mm-hmm. clothing. I always wore everything like triple X when XL was fine, you know, because bagginess hid that yeah. and um i didn't want to hide myself anymore yeah. i didn't like where i was i knew where i was headed um i my cholesterol was really high so it was you know doctors did the blood work cholesterol was high sugar was high blood pressure was high um weight and waist circumference was high so essentially what that is is the is metabolic syndrome right. trifecta for metabolic syndrome so I didn't have a good outlook. Uh, and then you throw in on top of that my arthritic issues, my knee and back stuff. And so I wasn't really at a good place. But I, the only thing I could really focus on was food because there's only so much I could do physically with my with my limitations. Sure. Um, so like 85% of, of, of my weight loss and, and my, excuse me, and my health journey came from the kitchen. And that's what I had to hone in on. And I really just dialed in on, you know, I have a degree in biology and psychology. So I took a lot of 
you know, I have a background in a lot of these foods and nutrition. So mm -hmm. I kind of reconnected with that. Mm -hmm. I, I went back to school. I switched my major, actually. I was halfway through a psychology major, uh, master's, and I dropped out of that to go to a nutrition and functional medicine master's. And I'm completing that program shortly. So um, that's how passionate this whole thing got me because how what it did for me, how it changed my life. Um, yeah, I lost 120 something pounds and that was, and I'm going to tell you one thing, and that's not a big thing because a lot of people can say that. Um, I, I think we're, we're, uh, we're like the underlying, what you have to underline is that was six years ago and mm -hmm. it hasn't come back. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that, that is important to know because it, it, I, I've broken away from the fad dieting and we just adopted a healthy eating lifestyle all about whole foods and just cooking more of my own foods. Mm -hmm. And this has been a great time. This, this is a bad time in a lot of ways, but myself and a lot of my clients have taken advantage of being at home and cooking at home. And, and that's what a lot of, a lot of things we've been doing is pantry cleanouts is cooking things and doing meal planning and, mm -hmm. And cooking healthy and, and a lot of different like whole food workshops and things like that so people have been taking advantage of that and I, I li like seeing that movement and I like seeing that um, you know that people get reconnected with their health like I did because that's essentially what I'm trying to get people to do is say listen don't there's a better way you don't right. have to be on because I was on medication for everything and then I was on a, I was on the medication for a side effect for, for a different medication. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like, so needless to say, and I wasn't eating well, I wasn't living well, you know, I was, I was drinking alcohol a lot. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine like from a, from a toxin standpoint, toxic load standpoint, my body was clogged up. Yeah. Well, Tommy, take me back though, to when this journey started, you know, you, you talked about, you know, because of, of different uh, physical things, you couldn't, you know, move and you had the surgeries and, and that just, you just started, you know, really spinning out of control with your food choices and mm -hmm. probably some other choices as well. Mm -hmm. um, I want to talk though more, and you really painted a clear picture on what that time of life was like for you. Thank you for doing that. Mm -hmm. but what happened what flipped the switch for you? What what was it that, because I don't think that people just wake up someday and say, you know, I think I don't want to be on all these medicines anymore. No, I, I was unhappy for a long time. I was unhappy for years, but mm -hmm. I was I was eating and I was just, just not living a healthy lifestyle um, and, you know, with other, other things too. So I wasn't, I was in a bad place because of that, but I was masked. I was numbing that. So yeah. I was running away from that. I wasn't addressing that. You know, I didn't have to think about it that day, but the next day that, you know, the problem's still there. So, um, the, the turning point, the turning point for me, I think was, was I, I was getting close to my forties, 45 now. So this is like 37, 38. And one of my big values is having a family, starting a family and, and, and kids and, and all, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't think I have to say anything more, just doing that. And I didn't see that happening because I was alone. I, mm -hmm. I didn't like myself, so I didn't expect anybody else to like me, you know? Um, mm -hmm. 
I spent a lot, a lot of time alone getting to know myself or getting to know myself like in some dark places. So I had to dig myself out of that because what I did was I saw myself fight. Like if I didn't change, what's this going to look like a year from now? Mm. Like, like if this sucks now, like how bad is this going to suck if you do nothing about it in five years? Right. That's essentially like what I had to look at and, and, and connect to and, and really just think about it. It was almost like, you know, like that, the, um, Charles Dickens story Mm -hmm. when, when he gets visited by the ghosts and, and that that five, 10 year process. And and, and I heard that somewhere a while back, but I I thought about it and like, I don't want to, I don't want to be old and alone and, and, be, have have regrets and then be, it's too late to change them because that's a horrible place to be. Yeah. I like it hurts. I've seen it in people's eyes. You know, mm-hmm. I worked in hospitals and, and nursing homes when mm-hmm. I used to work in, in medicine and pharma. So like it's, I, I don't want to be in that position. So right. I, I wanted to, I wanted to take my life back. Right. I want to take my life back. And I just went, um, I, so I, I signed up for a 10-day nutrition challenge some some somewhere online. I don't I couldn't even tell you what it was. And it wasn't really complicated. It was it was just eat clean, don't eat processed foods, don't eat a lot of sugar, hydrate yourself, you know, get some daily exercise. It was like the most basic thing, but it was just about accountability and you know, so that turned into like 30 days, mm-hmm. 90 days, six months, and like I don't know. I think it's gone on six years. I think maybe I'm still on a challenge, but it turned into a lifestyle. It really just kicked it off. So like, it's something, it, it was a combination of like me being sick of where I was at and, 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 and seeing an opportunity like that and taking advantage of something like seeing a podcast with a nutrition coach, you know, or, or taking advantage of, of, of a Facebook challenge if it's free or something like that, or, you know, or just accountability things. You know, I do like, I love, I love running accountability challenge and it doesn't have to be about food or nutrition, but those are just great in themselves because people need accountability in a lot of different areas. And it's amazing to see what people can accomplish when they have just a little bit of added accountability. And sometimes that's what coaching is just about. A lot of my clients have the information already. Some I have to do more educating with than Mm -hmm. others. But some just need that extra accountability, that championing, and that support, and just you know, Trinket, to pick yeah. them up. Yeah, you know, I love that 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 your your ten day challenge has turned into six years. That that I love that. That is amazing. Yeah, and and that's that, that's all it is, and and because it just. It, it was just it, you know I don't know how much really changed over ten days, but I just felt really good about myself. Yeah. Well, I was eating clean and I was thinking clean and, you know, and it was also a, a, a mental detox because I, I think, you know, uh, as you talk a lot about detoxification and I work with clients who do detoxification, it's mm-hmm. not just physical. It's not just about what we eat and take into our bodies. It's about your thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's about your stress levels. Yeah. That has a direct inflammation on your, I mean, direct uh, link to inflammation and, and right. stress and everything. Well, and, and, uh, you know, I think when people can feel a result, whatever that is, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, when you feel some sort of result, whether you get it in 10 days or 30 days, it's that is what drives you to keep moving forward, right? 
Right, exactly, and 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 it's it's small, it's small, small steps, and and that's one of the things I emphasize, and it's it's I it's it's really just small, small little actionable steps that it's and it's ones that you choose, not 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 you know I don't give them to you. It's whatever you are comfortable doing, and that's what I it happened to me was it was it was the it was doing the small steps. It was just really easy challenge and i'm like this is so easy and i felt good because it was just daily like check mark things that you have to check off and so yeah it can be as simple as that and that and just that added accountability and and just to those simple steps and those little little victories and sell and that's why it's important to do them small because then you know what we celebrate more often (laughs) And we the more often we celebrate little victory, and the more listen, the more often I get to high five my clients virtually now. Uh, it, it's just it builds momentum. Absolutely, builds momentum. you know, yeah. if, if you set the goal way, way far high, way too high, and or too soon, or too out of where they're at, you know, in their stage of change, and it's it's difficult. So I'm all about making it sustainable, and I think that's why my clients have a lot of success because we. We make it small. We look for the low-hanging fruit. Yes, I, I love that. That that's so good. Talk to me about um, what were some of the biggest surprises for you as you started down this journey of really reclaiming your health and and, and you know, your mental health. You know the the whole encapsulated picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I know there were a few things that really like stood out for you. And and what do you think was the biggest thing that you said? I can't believe this is this is there. Uh, I I just think the whole process, honestly, like when I look at the whole journey, like I can't believe like I was able to do it and without surgery, without fat dieting, without pills, without shakes, without like just real whole food, like actual food. And like, but I just ate differently. I ate quality foods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I cooked my own foods. I stopped being a convenience person. You know, a lot of people say, you know, oh, you know, I have a problem eating convenience foods. Well, you're also a convenience person. How much of that is true? Right. So, um, but that was a big shift for me. And, um, and that the, the other thing is just the amount of information mm. out there in general, not and not even not even not even talking about the misinformation. Right. Um, everyone's got a blog. Everyone, and you know, there's always an article about something, and no matter how great something is, there's always an article against it. And um, <laughs> so it's like you have to be careful, like what you what you you know what, what you Google, um, because you can Google yourself into like kidney failure if you really like you know if you're diligent enough with your symptoms so um i i think the the amount of misinformation out there um and i think how how health is misrepresented how healthy food is misrepresented yeah you talk about um you know the gap in the food policy um, you know, and, and, and I think that speaks a lot to what per, people perceive as being um, healthy and what really is healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, we're constantly hearing about the obesity epidemic, the diabetes epidemic, um, 
chronic disease, heart disease, everything's skyrocketing. Yeah. Why is it skyrocketing if we're having like the most major, amazing technological, pharmaceutical, uh, and, and and medical advances, and things are skyrocketing? Right. Well, fat, well, like low-fat diets, stop eating fat. Okay, somebody had a bright idea, I guess. Why has why since then why has chronic disease skyrocketed? Because we've vilified fats, mm-hmm. you know, certain fats possibly. But not all fats, right? You know, and then that happened because we didn't do nothing to replace the fats. But you know, here come you know processed sugars. That's right. what we replaced them with. So um, yeah, it's, it's just a lot of a lot of that going on. Hey there, I wanted to take a minute to talk about the everyday products you are using in your home. Many of us are label hunting. They're examining every product in the house to make sure it's toxic free. And I totally understand that. Hey, we're not all scientists. And maybe we just want that easy button to help pick the right products. That's why I aligned with Young Living, a whole health and wellness company that has all the clean products you know. From essential oils to personal care products, makeup, supplements, items for kids and babies, and the list goes on. Almost any everyday item you could think of using. And the best part is, Young Living's products are seed to seal. They're backed by high quality standards. They're the leader in the industry and one of the only essential oil companies that have their own farms. I've been there, they're incredible. These are great natural products that you can use right at home. If you wanna shop worry-free for home products, click my link in the show notes and see the quality products from Young Living. Right, right. And, and, uh, and people, I, I think that there's a lot of people too that, you know, uh, they they choose different ways to do things. And I, listen, I think that we each have our own, everybody's body chemistry is different. My personal belief is, is you have to do what works for you. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's definitely some things, I mean, we've got a lot of really bad toxins in our food. And and I believe food is one of the the um not easiest, but biggest impacts on our overall health when we can choose to eat whole foods that come from the earth mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, versus these Franken foods that have been created. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the single biggest shifts that you can make is 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 stop buying stuff with wrappers and food labels and, and buy stuff that, you know, you have to cook and 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 whole foods exactly and that that's why i love that that's why that's my approach is a whole food approach like yeah i do you know i do ketogenic dieting i do intermittent fasting if my clients come to me asking for that or sometimes that might become essential in the protocol or the, their goals however uh on a whole i whole foods you know my approach is a whole food like an anti-inflammatory essential like an elimination type diet you know we're cutting out just processed foods and sugars and just a lot of whole foods just like carbs are not bad it's just we we've got to look at like where they're coming from plant-based carbs are okay but processed carbs are not good because they're fast carbs they're so processed that they don't even need to get absorbed they just get absorbed and they don't even register as food and and they don't do anything to tell your body to say, hey, okay, I'm full, slow down eating. Right. What about, um, I, I like that you talk about carbohydrates. And I, th- I think, again, you know, everybody's got to determine what works for them. 
But I think there's a, a, a big misconception that it's not necessarily that the carbohydrate is bad, but it's that mixture of the carbohydrate, the protein, and the fat, that we're not getting that good combination of the three of them and eating things in a series of how we should be eating them so that our foods can process and be you know, healthy for the body. Is that, am I thinking along the right lines with that? Um. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, of, of course, uh, eating balanced meals is mm-hmm. is important because you do want to eat protein with every meal and 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 some form of healthy carbs, and that essentially is what uh, a whole food diet looks like: is a lot of vegetables and, and some fruit and different things like that, and uh, protein and some healthy fat. So, eating a balanced meal absolutely helps because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times people get hunger cravings, and you got to look at like. What are they eating or what are they not eating? What's right. their body what's their body asking for? Right. And then you look at it, it's like, well, they, they haven't had any protein because they've been, you know, maybe eating a certain thing from, you know, for lunch or for something from a vending machine or something that doesn't have the nutrients in it. Yeah, you can have the calories, but if you don't have the nutrients, those hunger signals are not gonna get turned off. Right. Right. And that, that's the issue with processed foods, is like they're so processed. And have so many calories and they make you want to keep coming back for more um but they don't have the nutrients so you're still going to be hungry and right. you're going to continue to make bad choices because we're already on that train right do you you know what do you think about the people who just count calories i think if it works for them mm-hmm so, so yeah I, th- I think that's great yeah i think i think to eat like you said before to each their own um um, I, th- I think if, if that's where someone needs to be at, if that's something that works for them, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that I find that works for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some, so it, it can, it can become a little bit obsessive in some, for some people where, where, where that is a, um, um, how do I call it? Um, you know, something that's, that's already kind of there, like a pre-existing condition. Right, right. You know, so like I have, I have worked with some people that have come off really strict diets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of those restrictive like keto carnivore diets and that have really messed up their health, their gut health. Uh, and also just it, it's, it affects mood. Sure, also sure. You're, you're shaming yourself for eating a little bit of carbs. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it, the balance, the balance is absolutely necessary, you know, yeah. and I think uh, were you are, were you kind of uh, leaning a little bit towards food combining, pairing foods? Well, yeah, I, I think there has to be something, you know, there's certain foods that we just need to eat with other foods in order for, you know, our body to utilize them, you know, the way that they were intended to be utilized. Right. So I, if I think you're referring to food combining, it's, it's certain foods are are. are are better eaten together or, or separately mm-hmm. apart from each other because of the way they're digested. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Meaning, so example, uh, carbohydrates, uh, and this is not including like plant sources like vegetables. This is inc- this is like breads, pasta, mm-hmm. uh, starchy carbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you eat this, so, so you know, basically your essential meal, like anything with like carbs and protein. So like a like a hamburger, meat, potatoes. Um, you know, pasta and chicken. So like any, 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 you know, most of your like classic meals, 
those two combinations together, they compete for digestive enzymes. So what happens is the carbs are competing for digestion, so is the protein, and they're both slowing each other down. So when the protein gets slowed down, the digestion gets slowed down, what happens? The protein putrefacts. And then what happens to the carbs? The carbs ferment, and then you get digestive discomfort, a lot of other things that we don't need to talk about. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's not good for the body. So uh, eating things separately. So eating, for example, like protein with a vegetable, perfect. Mm -hmm. Eating a vegetable like with anything is actually fine. Mm -hmm. um, but for example, carbohydrates like starchy carbs should be eaten more alone or a little bit separately from the meal just because of the way they're digested. Is that why, and not probably not everybody, but is that why we tend to get really tired after we have a high carbohydrate meal? And especially when we add that protein in with it is because our body is so busy trying to digest the food that we just fed it, that, that, that all the energy is going there. Certainly, yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, the heavier your meal, the more that, that feeling you're going to have. Yeah. Um, I don't find really? that. I, I find less of that if I eat, let's let's any type of protein, but eat it with a vegetable, not potatoes, not pasta, not rice, Yeah, uh, you know, or not like a whole bunch of different things together. So protein and veggie, like protein and plants, like that's that's like the core really? of my diet, protein, plants, and healthy fats. You really can't go wrong. Like I emphasize the plants. Yeah. Tell us, tell us a food where, and we're, God, you know, I, I'm like digging this conversation that we're having yeah. here. Tell us a food that surprised you that sugar was in. Cause you, you alluded or you talked about earlier on that we want to make sure that we're eating a diet that's, you know, a non-inflammation diet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, Sugar is certainly one of those things that we want to, you know, process sugar. Sure. On if we're having, well, inflammation is kind of the source behind a lot of things. But yeah. what surprised you to say, really, there's sugar in that? Um, I mean, I think initially when I when I started out learning about uh, nutrition, uh, starchy vegetables kind of surprised me, like in some of the sugar content. So with like so like something like uh, like root vegetables, carrots, um, beets, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And so and, and some people don't respond to those foods because of that sugar content, uh, because of actually the sugar types and then they have an issue digesting about the content. But um, but, you know, it's what really just shocked me is just the amount of sugars that are in the processed foods. Like we all we, we all know that they're sure it's not like there's no cloaking that anymore, but it's just like learning what that means and learning how the added sugars and, and just the types of sugars. And, and I, I think the biggest wake up call for me was learning how to interpret the ingredient, the ingredients. Mm. There's, there's, it's great that you're reading the label and the protein content and added salt and sugars and all that and cholesterol, but like you have to read the ingredients. You have to know where they're coming from. If you have to see if, you know, if there's everything is flour, sugar, and, and now there's like 96 different names for sugar Ugh. because, because when they, when they make a food label, they have to list it in order of, of, of volume. Right. So now they've split the sugar. They, well, well, you know, listen, if we, if we add four different kinds of sugar, people, it's just going to be all over a list and people, it's going to look more benign. 
Right. You're not going to see sugar on top of the list. Right. But all of a sudden you see a food label with 10 ingredients and six of them are actually sugars. It, that, and I just think that's that, that kind of labeling and that kind of uh, process in, it, that, that happens in our country is really angers me. You know, because that's so deceptive. And as a consumer, that makes it very difficult for us to be able to make smart decisions. Now, me personally, I just, I don't buy the stuff that I have to read that stinking label in the first place, right? You know, so, but what would be your biggest tip for, you know, those that, that I mean, because making like salad dressing, I knew I wanted to eat a lot more salads and I love making up salads because you can put so much stuff in there and really get a good, uh, healthy meal. Mm-hmm. But I'm still buying salad dressing and there was so much junk in the salad dressing. <laughs> Amy, you bring up a great point. Like you can make the healthiest salad, but you can destroy it with like a bunch of ranch dressing and bacon, like, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, like, Whatever else that you know, you can make it, just choosing the wrong like health, unhealth, unhealthy fats really and, and processed dressings. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny. I just you saw me. I, I reached back because uh, you were talking about food labels and, and you started talking about dressings. Uh, I just did a video about these. Oh, oil. God. <laughs> so, so you you see the heart healthy claim right there, right? Hmm. I can't. So. That, that, my listeners, if you're watching this video, hold that back up again, Tommy, would you? Yeah. Okay. okay so. oh, there we go. So what, if you're watching the video, this is what we call greenwashing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so this is the seed oil. Uh, mm-hmm. These are unhealthy. This is one of the biggest changes that you can make if you're having problems with inflammation or any kind of weight gain problem with, with uh, energy issues. Because these oils are so highly processed that they cholesterol free. Yeah, so so that's the thing. So it says you know cholesterol free, trans trans fat free. Yeah, okay, fine. It might may not have cholesterol. It's not supposed to have trans fats. That's not even allowed. So there's nothing to listen to. Okay, no saturated fats. Who cares? They're not that bad anyway. Okay, but it's got a ton of polyunsaturated fats, and 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 these are seed oils. It's hard to extract oil from a seed so it's got to be done at super high temperature what happens when we heat fat and it gets oxidized it gets so there that's why do you think these aren't in dark bottles because they cannot be oxidized any further (laughs) it's inflammation in a bottle but yet it says heart healthy Uh, i don't have my glasses i'm not that young anymore but uh it's it basically says um on this side if you flip it over right here um, Here, I'll get my glasses. It'll come over a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'll read it for you. It basically says this company acknowledges that the FDA, the FDA, uh, does uh, sees uh, little scientific evidence to support this claim. So, <laughs> is it on there? Oh my god, they actually have that on the bottle. Oh my gosh. So yeah. So next, like, yeah, and 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 I like. I, and this was 197. It was 299. I got it on sale for 197. But you know what? I'm still going to return it because I, f- I refuse to support this company. I'm getting my dollar 97 back. But next time you go to this store, because I was shopping for olive oil and I, I see these things and I'm like, 
what's with these heart healthy claims? Where are they getting these from? And and going through the, the education that I've went through, it's the, these seed oils are what they were killing us. That's what's driving inflammation, obesity, diabetes. Because the problem with these oils is they're so highly heated, the structure has changed. Your body doesn't recognize them, so your body can't utilize them. First of all, as energy, so they're get stored. And because they're not recognized, they're not used for energy, you're still hungry because they don't hit that satiety center like a healthy fat would, you know, from like olive oil or um, avocado oil or coconut oil. Yeah. And let me let me add in. He Tommy's saying a very good thing here. The body doesn't recognize it. The body doesn't recognize it. So when our body doesn't recognize something we put in it, whether by consumption of our food or we put it on our body, absorbing it, you're keeping your body in a constant state of, of inflammation because your body is seeing a invader, you know, something foreign, something toxic mm-hmm. coming into it. And so it's, constantly attacking and it's stored and the, and these and the and these and these oils are stored and these yeah. and then they cannot be burned off they're hard to be burned off because we there's they're just so synthetic mm. yeah yeah you're preaching to the choir on that one so what's your tip what's your tip with foods i mean go ahead so as far as the oils go just so these are not vegetable oils a lot of people say i'm you know i you know I use vegetable oils. No, these are seed oils, you know. So uh, olive oil, avocado oil, things like that. Even coconut oil is okay. Um, I have no issue with saturated fats. They're not, they're not the issue. These guys are the issue. That's the issue. You know, okay. That's the issue, and, and, you know, as far as that goes. And that's, that's one of the biggest things, one of the first changes and, and easiest things that, that I do with my clients, and I find a lot of people, is, is thinking that these are healthy. Yeah, and it's, and and then you you read, and I challenge you to go do this. Mm. Anyone like tuning in today? Next time you go to the supermarket, go read that label on the side. They all have to have it, it yeah. and especially this company. So that notes. it just boggles the mind. Oh. Right, like so. So I mean, you know, we can, we all can kind of connect the dots. So we might kind of talk about that, but it's like, why did why is that allowed to happen? Why, why do we know that, why, that childhood obesity is rising and that when we know that junk food is just full of crap and, and high fructose corn syrup is bad, yet it continues to be everywhere, on every shelf, everywhere, all over TV. I saw a commercial the other day for avocados and I got all excited. I'm like, oh my God, somebody's making healthy commercials. There was a Peruvian commercial. And I'm like, Viva Peru, you know. Not, not even in in the United States. Oh. Right. But then we get our sweet tricks and Cheerios and, and cinnamon toast crunch and Fruit Loops and Frankenberries and and you know all those things and that are just full of just sugar, garbage, and fast fast carbs. Bread, bread. Right, right, and and I, I think another misconception that I think people have is that um, you know bread and things like that are starchy carbs. They're okay. If if you look at it in terms of how fast they're dig- they're absorbed and digested, if they're mm-hmm. fast they're fast carbs because they're already, it's already processed flour, refined sugars and flours, so mm-hmm. that's it's processed immediately, mm-hmm. you know, and it's got high fructose corn syrup which just gets absorbed immediately, doesn't need to get digested. 
this is crazy. So Tommy, tell people, I, 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 I did create on um, here uh, a deal where we can show if you want to connect with Tommy, you can go to his website, which we've been scrolling on the bottom of the screen, which is livingwellnesssolutions.com. That's also his Instagram account name is Living Wellness Solutions. And then Facebook is the Living Wellness Inner Circle. And really get some more tips because there's so much more to talk about living well. Um, we, we have just absolutely scratched the, the, the surface. But I want to give you the last word here. And is there anything that you'd like to leave the audience with as we're closing up? Um, I, I think just cultivate a sense of awareness of, of, of choices, of hunger cues, uh, read food labels. Educate yeah. yourself. Yeah. Watch some of those Netflix documentaries on, on, on foods and, and, and toxins and uh, ones like stink, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, like <laughs> learn, learn what's yeah. out there because, because, because the issue is we, we've for, for 50, 60 years, we've been highly processing our foods. We've been adding chemicals into our foods. We've been, you know, making, putting chemicals into our furniture that we manufacture into, you know, in, into into different things, into different products and and personal care products, and nobody has ever asked like, is this like, is it, does this cause issues? Yeah. Well, like, I'm gonna go with yes. It's causing issues. Like, live clean, yeah. clean house, clean air, clean food. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you know, much. yeah. If um, if you are like Tommy. And you're at a point where you're looking at your future and maybe you're thinking, do, do I even have a future? You know, at, the, at this point, you know, reach out, reach out to Tommy. He's got and he's a, a independent coach. He can help guide you through the steps that you need to take so that that future can be bright for yourself so that you can have that 80 years old and have it look healthy and vibrant and full of energy and active. I appreciate you, Tommy, for coming on today. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Amy. Thank you for having me on. You bet. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one -on -one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E Carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.